I got so sad in my car this morning, and, oh. I, and I was like, uh, I should just state men again. Yeah, because men will never hurt you. Men will never reject you. Men never hurt men anyone. Men never hurt anyone. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Listener question for this week. I will start by saying I love getting your listener questions. Please feel free to send them to me, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message me on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. I love getting them. I love talking about them. I love hearing what works for you about this podcast and what doesn't. I am totally open to feedback. Please, if you love this podcast, share it with a friend, a friend who needs it. I'm sure all of our friends could use some dating help. And write me a review on iTunes. That is super, super helpful. And I love, love, love receiving them and reading them. Um, Great. Okay. So, listener question for this week. I'm going to paraphrase a little because I don't want to include too many identifying details, but this is from a person who says, so I went on this amazing date last Thursday. We met here. We had a great time, blah, blah, blah. It was dark. They went for a walk. There was lots of sparks. Conversation was amazing. She was telling me things she's never told to anyone before. Lots of flirting. And then at some point she lays down and tells me it's cold. So I asked if she wanted some body heat and she said, yes, please. So anyway, she lies on top of her and they end up kissing and making out until 11. They walk back to the person's car. And then this person who wrote me says, I tell her I had a lovely time and asked if she'd like to do it again. And she said she'd really like that. So the next day I sent her this text. The text is, should I wait a few days to ask you out again? And the date person responds, ha, no, clearly not. But I'm at a pretty wild moment in my life. So it might be a minute till I can say yes to another date. By a minute, I mean end of February slash early March. And then the writer to me says, I'll see you in a minute then. So she's very nice. And I saw this exchange. So I hope that wasn't too confusing. Basically, they went on a date. It was great. They made out lots of affection, lots of sparks were flying chemistry. And then when she texts her the next day to ask if they can go on another date, the person says, actually, I'm at not a great time right now, but try me again in, you know, two weeks. Because basically it's the end of February and she's saying end of February, early March. So I said, this looks good to me. Reach back out again in March. And she, so this person's main question was that she was really confused and she wanted to know if she read the situation wrong because she felt so much chemistry and connection. Why would she then go away and have this person say, actually, no, I can't do it. And we never really know what's going on. Could be that the person realized they're not over an ex. Could be that the person realized they were more into someone else. Could be that they just were like, oh my gosh, I'm actually way too busy to deal with this right now. And I can tell this is going to be a significant relationship. So it could be totally honest. We don't really know. Unfortunately, there's no real arguing with this. I suppose you could get into a like, don't try and push me away. I want to love you situation. But since they've only been on one date, that doesn't really seem appropriate. Um, But my advice to this person was just take what she said as truth. Go on other dates in the meantime. Try not to compare them, which is hard to do when you have such an amazing, significant, romantic, sparks flying date. And then you go on like a bunch of kind of average whatever dates. But this is what we have to do. I think the main takeaway is 
If this happened to you one time, it'll happen again. You had a great date. It might take 10 more people till you have another great date, but it will happen again. I know this person's who wrote in a little history of hers is that she tends to fall hard and fast for people who are largely unavailable, but she loves that kind of sparks flying chemistry thing, which we all love. It feels so good. But as I said to her, it rarely leads to a long-term relationship when your first date is that over-the-top amazing romantic. Doesn't mean it can't, but more often than not, the things that turn out as long-term relationships are a little bit more consistent, pleasant, slow-going, slow burn in the beginning. And these kind of amazing off-the-charts chemistry moments often happen with people who have them with other people a lot, or that's just kind of how they live their life. They're super extroverted, or they're super just like good at having that romantic spark. It's almost that manic pixie dream girl thing. Uh, They're really good at those romantic moments, but maybe they're not as good at the consistency. And that sounds like the case a little bit here. We don't know. So I told her to reach back out again. I would say mid-March, give her an extra couple weeks, see if you're still thinking about her. And if you are, go ahead and reach out. And then if she gives you another excuse at that time, it's safe to move on and say, well, maybe she didn't feel what I felt. But I don't think she was confused. I don't think she read it wrong. I think they had a great time. And then for whatever reason that we'll never know, this other woman decided I'm just not up for it at this point in my life or she had second thoughts or whatever it is. So let her miss you. She also asked me like, well, should I reach out to her again? Should I wait for her to reach out to me? Also, should I be texting her in between? I say, don't text her in between. Show her that when she tells you she needs space, you can respect that. Also, like if you're texting her, you're still going to stay thinking about her and obsessing about her. So, and obsessing about every little thing she says. So, give her the real space. Take the space for yourself. If you can't stop thinking about her, go on dates with other people. But if that's not working, focus on yourself. Focus on other things in your life, your career, whatever it is, to distract yourself while the time passes. And probably by the time it does, you'll be surprised. And you'll be like, oh, it's March 15th. Okay, I'll reach out again. And at that point, if she still says, no, I really can't right now, take no for an answer and move on. All relationships happening are a matter of both timing and chemistry lining up. So in this case, it sounds like chemistry was definitely there. Timing wasn't. We also don't know all these other X factors that maybe she didn't tell us. So take what she said, text her in a few weeks, don't reach out before then, and then take it from there. If you still are, like if you go out again and then she does this again, I'm like, I'm just so busy, I'm confused. You're kind of signing up for a lot of emotional confusion at that point. So then you will have to decide if the sparks flying is worth all of the turmoil. You probably will decide it is, and then who knows what will happen, but that's the beauty and adventure of love and dating. So best of luck. Let me know what happens. Okay, we're doing this again. I am here with someone I am so excited to be here with. It's been a long time coming. I saw her perform months ago and I was like, I need to have you on my podcast, but I'm going to save you until the exact right moment. And then I was like, what am I saving her for? The moment is now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So here with me is the highly hungover, somewhat sexily raspy voice, amazing, famous comedian, Audrey Stewart. I'm so honored to have you in my home. I'm very excited to be here, honestly. I 
this is my dream come true. No, this is mine. Like, honestly, with everything that I've been going through, this is the most perfect podcast. So we're going to get right into it. Yes. She kept, like, wanting to talk to me before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. And as a cold, heartless podcast person, I was like, so, uh, save it for the sh- mic. Sh- I was, like, crying. Like, couldn't breathe because I was crying. She was like, save it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. We do have cookies and Kleenex here. I've eaten four cookies. For emotions. Yep. I've already chugged my coffee. Great. Um... So, Audrey, yeah, how are you doing? Doing good. You said it. You said it pretty well. I'm hungover. She's hungover. Now, Audrey brought something up, which I think is relevant and real, yeah. which is when you're dating, which she is, you drink a lot. You drink a lot because you're not going to do that stuff sober. You know what right? I mean? Which sounds like an alcoholic <laughs> now when I say these things, but like also it gets the jitters out, especially totally. when you're dating in a new a whole new community and a whole new world talk about that what do you mean by that okay well i have been on a on a little bit of a journey um some people know some people don't know um i'm very weird about who i tell and who i don't but honestly now i'm coming into the steps of just kind of trying to accept it myself and like telling everybody you know like i just don't want you to have to bend over no you're good yeah wait let me scoot up i'm like i'm in a giant wolf shirt by the way and i probably didn't wear you're killing it you look amazing (laughs) god bless but i just um yeah i i've decided i like when i first started stand-up i was doing bits about like oh everyone thinks i'm gay i'm not gay and then it would just get huge laughs and then i would literally go backstage and be like am i gay am i gay am i gay (laughs) did Um, you ask yourself if you were gay because it got such big laughs or because you were like but i actually might be i was taught going as stand-up to write about what is true to you and what is real to you and 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 then i started questioning doing bits about me questioning it and it came from such like a, a place of like real because mm-hmm. i i don't really i like you know who my persona on stage is who i am which gets me in trouble it's actually gonna probably take me longer in stand up because my energy and everything is so unpredictable and so wild like that's who i am yeah but you're amazing thank you're you so God funny yes thank you but i just so that just started like hitting me really hard and i had a show at davy wayne's and I got really like kind of emotional on stage, but it was, and people couldn't really tell, but it was coming from such a, it was one of the best sets I've had. And I was like, Hey, I said it for the first time. I was like, Hey, I'm dating girls. And people were like, and I had friends on it too. were like, Oh yeah. And whatever. And I just was doing bits off that. And I was just doing really well. And I lived in a house full of four gay dudes Mm -hmm. who were like my best friends. And I kept questioning things like, am I thinking I'm gay because I'm living with a bunch of gay people? And I just feel like I, I'm gay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but then I would think you would think you were attracted to men because they're all attracted to men. Like, you know, to me, it's, it's a totally true. different thing. But it's I get true. it. I guess you were kind of like, am I part of this counterculture? Yeah. It's not really a counterculture anymore. But, you know, I, I get it. It's like if it was culturally around you a lot, mm-hmm. I can get how you might be like, well, maybe I'm just being influenced by that. Right. Yeah. And we would go to the gay bars nonstop. Like, we ho, that's where I was last night. Was, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, don't go there unless, you know, you know you're gay. Uh, <laughs> quite wild uh wore flannel um oh my god yeah it was great uh, i like the wolf shirt i think you could wear that out to it's me it's in the dark i don't know why i, I mean didn't. might as well wear it out honestly i need to it's great but i mean yeah and then i moved away from the boys and i started just still like uh it started growing and it's something that has been growing inside me which is interesting like it's really hard right now because it's like 
you hear things from people you love that are like, I have a lot of people who support this, but then you have people who are like, it's a phase. And then you're like, is it a phase? And then you just question everything. Mm-hmm. And people will, then will be like, why is this a big deal? You don't, you don't need to, you could date boys and girls and you don't need to identify. I'm like, it is a big deal to me because I want to figure it out. So it's like, it's kind of hard because on this journey of like me dating women isn't just like, oh, I, I love women. It's like me really trying to figure out why I have this thing that's growing inside me and like why I can't like, yeah, why I can't be with men. Why I need, like, is it because I need to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like such a growing thing inside me that is just like, it continues to grow every single day and it starts taking up a lot of your brain space too. It's yeah, like all you course. can think about because like, I'd say your sexual identity is like, that's, I mean, it's part of, it's what, 90% of who you are? I don't yeah, know. I mean, probably. <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, it's like what, if you grew up thinking one thing, whether it's your sexual identity or for some people religion or whatever it is, a certain set of beliefs about yourself or the world, and then those things start to shift, like that's huge. And it's almost like, you know, you talk about a thing growing inside you and I'm thinking like, yeah, it's like a little baby. It's like you have this baby and you have to nurture it. You can't pretend it's not there. doesn't mean that forever you'll be, you know, dealing with it so much. Like I think it probably will get to a place where it's just who you are and you've accepted it. But I think when it's new, similar to a pregnancy, probably, you know, you have to give it the time and attention that it deserves. It's not a small thing. And it's it is a whole shift in who you thought you were. Did you ever like, how old are you? Uh, 26. I was going to guess 24. Was close. Uh, <laughs> no, I am you old. Two years younger than oh, you are. Get out. Um, did you ever like in high school or junior high or when you were young have these kind of inklings but then be like no 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 no, I don't feel that way you're gonna die I'm an interesting case I went to private school where we were told uh the hurricane Katrina happened because that's the day the gays were gathering no way yeah like I went to St. Luke Catholic school I'll call it where out. are you from Indianapolis Indiana oh my god so and my, it was a private Catholic school and they obviously kindergarten through eighth grade and it was very like our religion teacher was like very like gays anti-gays whatever so you know, I put, I'm put. i sure I was just like, that's wrong, push it down. And then I got to high school. and Was that also private Catholic? No, no. Like, it was public and I was so much happier and I loved mm-hmm. it. And I actually didn't, I didn't, I think because of private school, I pushed things down. But what's interesting now that I'm starting to realize this might be, what's growing inside of me now might be this, like the answer to what was happening then is I, I couldn't, like health, I would see you're supposed to take health class freshman year and we kept learning about like male and female and like people having sex and I'd pass out or I'd get really sick and I couldn't Whoa. do it. I had to wait till my senior year to take health because I like physically couldn't handle and then I didn't I didn't uh I like hooked up with boys really but I, I couldn't handle sex I'd cry after I hooked up every time I was so like, you stayed a technical virgin yeah I stayed yeah. a virgin all through high school and sex stuff really freaked me out and I didn't like it. And you didn't like date anyone, date anyone the no. way that you do in high school. I had a best friend. His name was Andrew. And we dated in college. And he's the only guy, the only person I've ever like loved or cared. Like he is, it was like, he was my best friend first. We were inseparable, whatever. Like then we dated, we shouldn't have dated. It didn't really work because mm-hmm. you, like we were best friends. Mm-hmm. I think it was just me cycle like like being a psycho and attaching onto him because I didn't know, like he was like, I was so codependent right. on him. And then as soon as I separated from him, I just couldn't date any other guys. I just didn't want to date any guy. I just didn't want to, I like moved out here and 
people are like hook up going to and i just couldn't do it i like, mm-hmm. could not and uh, yeah and i there's a few guys that i hooked up here and i just was so miserable the day after oh. it's just like and i haven't sex in two years wow congrats yeah. yeah it's like you're a it's like you you're freshly born new no that's not no, bad. That's, I'm bad. True. I'm bad. no that's true <laughs> it's a freshly born new so it's just weird i've had these like traumatic like i can't do sex i don't want to learn about sex i, I can't watch porn that's out of the question wow can't watch porn I mean, porn can be, it can be a lot. It's not for everyone, for yeah. sure. You have to find the porn that's for you. There is some really good feminist, like, probably, yeah, you know, positive woman in control porn that I think is probably better for, probably, for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at what point did you, did during any of this, were you like, maybe, did you have any thoughts or were you just kind of like, well, I guess I just don't like sex. I'm not into sex. I'm not one of those people. I, like, where were you in that? I was having a, I, I, I was having a really hard time and I, ha- I wouldn't even let my mind go there. I'd like smack it down. And I think living in LA has been so amazing because it's like, I'm going to get to it, but it's like you step into a world where people like are more accepting. So like... I guess after living here for two years is when I'm like, okay, now I let the idea like be alive. And that's when the thing started growing. Mm. And I think my roommates like taught me a lot too. And just like, just go, what? I mean, this, this is, is what happens when you're hungover. <laughs> you just get emotional, honestly. <laughs> but it's not saying like people back home would like hate me, but it's just like, we learned that it was wrong. And yeah. then like my parents didn't tell me it was wrong mm-hmm, ever. Mm-hmm. They're my stepsister's gay. Like, oh, yeah, that's good. And my mom said, I, when I told told her, I was like, explain. She's like, I love the Indigo Girls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so great, it's, great. It's, it's also like, and then some friends I, you know, I haven't talked to about it. It's also one of those things where it's scary too, because what if you let it grow and then you realize like, oh, I shouldn't do this, and then you go with a man, and then I don't know. Like, there's so many scary possibilities too yeah. that could come out of it. Like, what if I, I, I like get scared and I'm just like, no, it's wrong and I'm not doing it. And I just go, you know. What do you think would no. happen then? Like what would be, you know, if you tried it a couple times, dated a few girls and then you were like, oh, I thought I was into this, but I wasn't. Yeah. What do you think would be the consequence of that? You're so right. I guess there wouldn't be. I mean, I'm genuinely like maybe there would be, but, but I mean, maybe people would be like, oh, that Audrey, she, you know, but who hasn't? I dated a girl for a few months, but it was like serious when I was around actually your age. Um, And I never like, I haven't dated a girl since, but I'm also like, that doesn't mean, I mean, now I'm engaged, but like, never know what could happen, you know, like, and I never really felt, um, like shame about it because I felt like when I was dating the girl, it was fine. And then when I wasn't, it was fine. Yeah. I, maybe some people were like, ugh, what a, you know, faker or whatever, but like they didn't say it to my face. So who cares? Who <laughs> like, cares, you know, right? people can think whatever they want, you know? Yeah. But I know that's easier said than done. I think it is scarier. I was always just super into sex with everybody. So I think that's why for me, it wasn't this like, you know, I, 
I had not been like super closed off to sex and then was all of a sudden finding out why for me it was just more like and now I'm trying this oh I like this too you know right but I can see how it would be very scary and different to to be confronting this new identity and not knowing but I think the one of the amazing things about what's happening right now in society with identity and gender and all that is you're not tied to making one decision you know like it is a malleable thing and you'll always you can always question it if you want some people they're like nope this is who I am some people are like oh I thought I was this but I'm actually this like it's totally fluid as they say you know and so you could decide one thing now decide thing another time something else like it's totally I don't think you have to feel like because it sounds like you do have actually a pretty supportive community and even your parents which is great I was worried you were gonna say no you know that they would be unhappy with you but if I think it's scary to like tie yourself to an identity because you're like, what if this changes? And then yeah. everyone thinks I was yeah. lying. Yeah. But it, the people who matter are not going to think that. I, I appreciate you saying that. And it makes you feel better that you say that. Cause it is, it's one of the things you can't like, it's our job to talk about these things. Like, and you, right. And if they tell you to be you genuinely, you like, that's what people want. Then I can't like not talk about it. Right. And I feel like I'm like, there's a couple comedians that I like, you know, it's kind of weird and random, but the first comedians I came out to, but I love, I mean, they're great boys and I love them. And I just, a couple of them, I literally was like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And then I just started telling more comedians and more comedians. And then I'm like, all right, this is who I kind of am signing up to be. Mm-hmm. So you like, you better feel okay about that and right. like continue to let that be okay. And right. just like, but I'm glad you said that. Cause it's like, you're right. The people who matter. Right just comedy is so public everything so public our lives are so like if i were in indiana this was growing inside of me i'm sure it'd be very different i might secretly be exploring it then maybe never do anything about it. well i was gonna ask like if you if you because i know i don't do as much like pure stand-up anymore but i know that like the audience can tell if you're being inauthentic. They can tell if you're talking about something that's not the real thing going on. And the best stand-up is very, very personal and actually very vulnerable. And so I wonder, like, so this kind of almost not forced it out of you, but encouraged it out of you as you were, like, willing to dig deeper and be like, no, but what am I, what's really going on? I could talk about this thing and lie, or I could talk about what's really going on. Do you think if you hadn't had that, you would have still figured it out eventually no, no. wow and i think i think no i think it's the other thing stand-up is so like stand up i mean it has forced me to literally come to terms with the darkest parts of myself yeah and i'm like a very happy positive person totally so when you like dig deep it's like but diane is that your answer your question yeah, yeah 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 i don't without it was like your form of therapy because you said you've never been to therapy but yeah. it sounds like you were almost therapizing yourself by being like go deeper, go deeper, like say the truth, like get in there, you know what I mean? And not letting yourself off the hook, which is like a really impressive thing to do, especially coming from your background and upbringing where you were encouraged to push that thing down and push that thing down and ignore it. To have like the bravery to really go within yourself and be like, no, you're still lying. What's under there, you know, is amazing. Thank you. It's so good. But I know it's also very scary. And I think, you know, we were talking before we started about some comedians we know who have always been partiers and now are sober or whatever. And it's almost a similar, like, that's now them changing their identity, you know, and it's like the right people are still going to 
want to be around them. People were like, well, I don't want to be around you anymore now that you're not partying or whatever. That wasn't their real friend. So if someone, if two years from now you're like, just kidding, I'm totally straight, <laughs> which I don't really see happening. Just kidding, I'm going to be a straight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like no. the right people would be like, okay, cool. Like way to explore all options, you know? Yeah. I just don't. And that's the thing too. And and that I will touch to go back on what you said real quick too. Like the people we love that are becoming sober and the community, like that's the other thing about comedy is it's such a close community. When people start taking strides to become better people, mm-hmm. whatever, it just keeps rubbing off on you. And people will always say things that make like some, some things that make me mad or like people are like, the comedy world's so tough. Like, you guys are probably so depressed. I'm like, I have the best group of friends in that community that are striving to be better comedians, better people every single day. Mm-hmm. It just inspires me. And then, like, my friend, one of my friends can't say her name, but she's also, like, out pretty much. I kind of out, but she's, like, with girls, whatever, yeah. in the comedy community. And she's, like, taking me on her wing. And she went with me last night, to whatever, to meet this girl who had messaged me who ended up like not being over her ex so just like also like it's like being so vulnerable like you're being so vulnerable stepping into this community too and you're being so like with guys i feel like i don't get nervous around them mm-hmm. which is another war- like red flag right, right, right. <laughs> i'll be like what's up bro and i'll like smack them and just like burp in their face and i'm like this is a red flag this is a red flag <laughs> so i think just uh well i want to get into your dating life but i about the comedy thing too I think there's kind of a misconception that you can only be an interesting artist or comedian if you're like tortured on the inside or have a drug or alcohol problem or like are unhappy and I think you're the perfect example of like but you can also be an amazing artist in probably a much more long-lasting way an interesting way if you're just super willing to be raw because like we're all crazy enough just as being people without having a drug or alcohol or hidden sexuality or whatever it is. Right. If we just go deep into who we are as people, like that is endless, endless material. So okay. I think you're just like and amazing. I, and that's too, I talked to um, my agent, Katie, about that. I said, she was like, you just need to be so like, write more about your life. She's mm-hmm. like, your life is so, you know. Because, too, I've had, like, other stuff happen in my life that is interesting. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that I would never let bring me down or would never talk in a dark way. But she's like, you just need to, like, keep opening up. So I think me even taking these steps of going on these podcasts and saying things like yeah. this right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, this. these are steps to, like, eventually, like, w- like completely be like, this is everything. Right. And have, like, an hour of here we go. The moment I saw you... Uh, on stage I don't even think you were doing stand up you were like on some other like live podcast situation (laughs) but I like couldn't take my eyes off of you I was like this woman is a wild animal (laughs) (laughs) and she's amazing and you just had this energy and I think that that was a few months ago so that was even when it was pretty new for you and you said something like I was kind of thinking it I was like I wonder just because I'm always wondering about everybody what their love life is like and you like kind of were like yeah and I I guess I'm kind of dating girls now or something like that and I was like whoa like the way it came out was so like raw and kind of new for you and it was so interesting and I was just like this person is amazing because she's so honest and so real I think it's so 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 great I love it this podcast is what I needed honestly (laughs) do you think it's at all easier for you in some ways to talk about it in a more kind of like performative public way than to than like 
to sit down and talk to people about it. Yeah. Not like with me because this is still performative, but right. uh, like to have a private, quiet conversation. Is that scarier than like saying it on stage? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, that's what's so wild about stand up. I, I think in a lot of the performers who do it, it's like, you know, a lot of them are so weird and I'm an, a huge extrovert like a huge so mm-hmm. I'm not that weird but like some of them are so like I can't talk I can't speak mm-hmm. like I don't know and for me it's like I'm a huge extrovert but I can't have these I will be there for you and I will listen to you mm-hmm. and I'll tell you advice and I'll like and then I'll get emotional for that but I can't literally sit down I think with someone and be like hey there's this thing growing except for my roommates but that's because they went through it yeah but like you know, like, I just, it's hard for me. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. I'm amazed that you've already talked about it with your parents. Well, well not my that? dad, really. Okay. <laughs> he support. I know he, because of my stepsister. Right. But, and then my mom. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, they're, like, in, back in Indiana, they're probably, like, not that it's a phase. They didn't say this. It's a phase. One, someone in my family said it was a phase, but, like, not in a mean way. But they're, like... I think they think it's a phase, you know. I like, don't think it's a phase. No, I don't think it's a phase. If it is, that's fine. Right. But, uh, they probably in their support. I'm just saying, like they probably aren't sure because yeah. also they see me go on stage and do bits out of this. So mm-hmm. in their head, this could be a bit. Right. Right. Do you right, know what right, I mean? Like, right, yeah. And I don't think people understand how real bits are. Like, yeah. And even if it's like an over exaggerated story, like that came from somewhere. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, when I started doing stand-up, I was in a relationship with a guy. It was not good, and we, like, barely had sex at all, and it was, like, a big problem for me. Like, 90% of my stand-up was making fun of him for never wanting to have sex with me, and people thought it was so funny. (laughs) And I was like, no, but really. And then when we broke up, it was not a shock to me, because I was like, everything I was saying on stage was real. Yeah. That I was super unhappy in this relationship, but it seemed like, oh, it's just that, like, material of the girl making fun of the guy. And I was like, nope, (laughs) I'm miserable. This is so real. And how crazy is it that the stage made you realize that? Yeah, yeah, And make that microphone is, like, it is a wand. Right. It makes you, like, makes you go straight to your heart. Be honest. It's true. You can't really... Stuff comes out of my mouth that I'm like, I can never take that back. Okay, we're here. And then you just kind of have to confront it. Right. But it's easy at first to be like, I'm just being funny. Right. And then you kind of have to like go there with yourself and be like, mm, might be real. Might, might be real. Might be real. <laughs> yeah. Especially open mics and people like spurt things. Oh my like, God. Yeah. Where guys will say things that are so inappropriate. And they're like, oh, I am so sorry. I'm like, yeah, you should probably realize you're a pervert. You're probably just now figuring that out, buddy. So how how is your, because I know also like a big part of stand-up culture is like, drinking and then like hooking up with each other or whatever how how is your dating life how is all of this going like i think a lot of stand-ups think i'm prudes approved because i would never hook up with any stand-up i like made that well that's probably just a good decision overall yeah props on that decision yeah and uh um drinking it's become more of like that's what i'm saying like it's become more of like oh i'm gonna drink to go on a date Mm -hmm. instead of like i can't function i like a very fun like i people will tell me like you're you're a a partier Mm -hmm. they'll say that like you're a partier but Mm -hmm. on the weekends like i'm a weekend party right you're not a like be drunk during the day or blackout drunk kind of person and never have had the desire to unless it's like a darty what if I was like, unless I'm going to the library, right. <laughs> which is not an issue, because how can you read a book? When do we go to the library? <laughs> yeah. Never. No, but like, and obviously, I think 
as I'm getting older, that's getting more tame. Mm-hmm. But like dating, I am drinking. You got to drink when. Well, you don't have to. I have talked to people who don't drink who go on dates. There are ways to do it. But I get Absolutely. it. It's a social lubricant. Yeah. It takes the nerves off. If you like someone, then you're just like enjoying each other's company and you're just drinking more. Yeah. I have no problem with it. Um, but I remember when I was dating a lot that it was like six out of seven nights of the week I'd come home two or three drinks in and be like oh there we go like I was definitely drinking a lot more than I do now yeah, and it's just like part of the being social too I yeah think. I think so too and I think but there are streaks where I'm like I can't drink for literally two weeks mm-hmm. because of I've been you know but I guess I feel like I need to get a little buzz or something going because i also don't hooking up like this is a this is new new territory yes. also i was really bad hooking up with god i wasn't i mean i gave i did <laughs> i gave head for sport like i would do blood yeah, yeah, because yeah. i'd be like this is a fun sport right. game nothing that i was attracted to right it like right became yeah. it was more like a power play yeah it was a power thing. play yeah. with my ex it was a power play um yeah. but then like yeah i was i, don't, I mean sex i I think one of the reasons we also kind of broke up too is because I we stopped kind of having it. I also have really this is deep, but I have really bad endometriosis. Oh man, as well. So I had a couple surgeries during like Ugh. our sexual life. That'll also make sex not enjoyable. enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not that sexual. So now I'm also getting over that hurdle of like, but I've hooked up with a couple girls. But I just haven't gone down. I do have there. a book for you to read. I would like. To I'm going to be discussing this book. <laughs> On a future episode, it is called Come As You Are. It's sitting right over there. I'm already has a nervous. picture of a coin purse slash vagina on the front. Oh, my God. And um, it's so far, I'm not very far in it, but it's a lot about kind of unlearning what we've learned about sex and about our sex drives and what they mean and how to kind of like relearn your body and like what you like and how to enjoy it more yeah. i think I yeah think that's what it's about yeah i'm working on it <laughs> like I'm sex is a weird thing like even for someone like me i'm not always 100 comfortable like telling my partner what to do or like you know being one of these like super empowered like body people and i think of myself that way but i'm much more comfortable giving than receiving I'm much more comfortable keeping my mouth shut. Like, I think it's still very prevalent, not just for people dealing with a totally new sexuality, which is a whole other thing, but in general, I think it's just something that we learn at a very young age how to handle it, and we never really question that, Right? you know? Yeah. Like, I think it's weird that in health class that they can't be like, I'm sure they will now, but like, Here's how a boy and girl do it. Here's how a boy and boy do it. Here's how a girl and girl do it. Right. If I were to think back and they did that, it would be the, I think people would be so making fun of it. People would be like, that's good. Like people would just like, just be so rude about it and mean about it. Yeah. But it's just like, but yeah, how are you supposed to learn? I guess that's why a lot of people watch porn. And then they also like talk to their siblings and their peers. And most people have some sort of, accidental experience of learning how things go yeah you know but it's true it's something that we just don't really talk about frankly yeah and it's it is i think there should you're right there should be like sex education classes regarding all types of sex so people who have a different than like quote normal sexuality which is not actually normal but you know straight whatever missionary sex right people can learn other options and like kind of know what they're going into in a situation because i imagine that's very scary yeah it is it's scary so how's it have you been 
You've been dating. Yeah. I mean, I mean, go, I mean, attempting. Here's the other thing, too. I've been, like, attempting and then getting smacked in the face. Why? I feel like you're such a catch. That is so nice. It's I feel true. Like, I feel like I'm getting, like, people are getting vulnerable with me, and then I'll be like, let's go out, and we'll go out, and then we just won't continue. How do like, you generally meet people? Uh, I, first, I was on Bumble for a second, mm-hmm. and then Mutuals. Like, the lesbian community is kind of small. Yeah, it is very small. And they have, like, so I went... Everyone dates each other. It's very small. Right? I went on Valentine's Day to this, like, queer girl. It says, like, queer girls' Valentine's. And me and my friend, right. who's uh, basically, like, my... Uh, coming out buddy. Yeah, coming out buddy. How much before you did she come out? She's, like, ju- this is brand new, but she's hooking up. She's doing the whole thing. Like, like go, na- like, go, like, Damn. she's, like... She's like, I can never picture going back with a guy. Wow. She's like made her. Wow. 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 And there's no anything between. No. Okay. No. Just checking because you guys are friends. Yeah. And I can't get a trap. That's another thing that sucks too. I I think there raises questions of like, oh, were you attracted to any of our friends growing up? Or I was in a sorority. Right. Oh, were you? But it's like, no, no, I would never be attracted to any, like, my friends. Like, and also, you are you were so deeply repressed that, like, of course, that couldn't even exist there. Exactly. You know? Like, I didn't, I don't, like, it's not where my mind goes. Right, right, and, right. And I just, like, it's new. I'm only looking at people I don't know. Right. It's like a new thing. New people. New people. Yeah. Okay. So, you have this friend. She's hooking up. Yeah. You meet people oh, through, through the, her. Like, so, you went yeah. to the Queer Valentines. Talk about that. Yeah, I went to Queer made out with everyone <gasps> i'm was, so proud of you i made out with everyone that's like, amazing race age anything i just went uh, hey, was I'm, everyone doing it everyone no. was, was it like oh you could tell that i was just this like <laughs> new maniac, puppy re- yeah reborn <laughs> hammered i was hammered just making out with everyone i remember the whole thing i don't really black out no yeah because i also take three shots and i'm like we're living like you will you i will get hammered off three right, shots, right. and then i can cut it off right but i was like make it there's lip there's a picture i could show it to you there's lipstick she has like this girl has lipstick like bright maroon lipstick and then there's a picture of me with it all over my face oh my god next to her did you have fun what a great time oh my god it was so fun do you remember how you made these makeouts happen oh yeah i just lunched you just lunched. yeah i was like oh, I, oh and i also was telling everyone that i was like a new gay and then I just made out with people. I was like, I'm a new guy. And I just like, made out everyone. <laughs> everyone was like, what the fuck? I hope you're still saying you're a new gay in like 10 years. <laughs> just still using it as like a pickup line. I'm new. I'm a new what guy. do I do? I'm a new guy. <laughs> Show me what to do. Show me what to do. But was so. it, were they, was, were people welcoming? Oh, was yeah. it like, yeah. it sounds really fun and welcoming. What kind of event was it? It was it, like a party? Yeah, it was like a party at a bar. What bar was it? I don't really know. And everyone was just satellite. drinking and it was just a free for all. Yeah, I think it was at the satellite. Sounds so fun. It was so fun. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you meet anyone you oh, liked? I was way too drunk for that. You were too drunk. <laughs> yeah, way too drunk. You probably that. broke so many hearts that night and you don't even know. I hope so. I bet so many <laughs> girls were like, ah, oh, who was that girl, girl who just lunged at me? <laughs> I was literally like a blob. I was like, ah. Like people were probably like, who the frick? Because it was pretty tamed before we got. I mean, I went in hot. Did you show up drunk? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I was like, all right, I can't do this. I'm Always too nervous. nice and sloppy. <laughs> yes. But that's good. Wild. And I think, like, you might have to be that drunk to start it off. Yeah. But as you become more comfortable with it, I think probably one drink will do you. Yeah. Two drinks. But you won't feel like I have to kind of 
have something else take away my inhibitions in order to like do this thing right you know yeah agreed yeah so what else have you been on other dates have you been meeting people no so yeah no <laughs> besides all that is no so i went to well i went to that so wednesday nights are ladies nights that is what it's called at uh the chapel, which is yes, the Abbey. Yes, I've been there myself. Okay, it. so you've been going to that, just exploring. Do you make out there? Do you lunge at people? No, there is like more uh, elite. Oh. Like it's also like, and it was like a little bit chiller last night. So I couldn't lunge because people would be like, oh. who's this lunger? But you could just be like, I'm a new gay. I'm a new gay. <laughs> That's why I'm like, a new gay. And also what's weird for me is I don't even like saying gay. What do you like to say? Like, explore or buy. Okay, you'll you'll get there. I'll get there. I mean, maybe you are bi. Yeah, maybe Who knows? Bi. maybe you're pan. Maybe we don't know. Maybe I'll marry a man. Maybe probably not. Uh, but maybe <laughs> you never know. You never you know. Never, you never know. know. Which is what we talked about before, which makes this whole thing scary. You know. Yeah. Um. So, like, what happened? Because you said you got rejected last night. Yeah. Talk about it. Yeah, she what probably listened to this, but I'm not hating on her or anything. I'll have a little bit of a cookie. Do it. Have a cookie. It's okay. Listen, rejection is a big part of the game. we got to get used to it. I think her intentions were good. She invited me to go. Well, first, I was invited to hang out. She kept kind of, we have mutual friends. She kept kind of, can't do it. Too tired. You've met her before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Too tired, blah, blah, I'm like, all right, well, if you want to hang out, you let me know. And then she was like, come to the chapel. So I'm like, great, go to the chapel. I think it's going well. And then she, someone else is there, and then they're flirting, and then they're, and then she's like, I'm not over my ex, blah, blah, and I was not playing. You just rushed through that so hard. And I'm like, hey, guys, I just ate the entire plate of cookies while I said that <laughs> in under 10 seconds. Um, no, I just, she's probably going to listen to this, to be honest with you. That's okay. She knows what she did. Yeah. She knows what happened. I think she feels bad, but like. I mean, kudos to her for being honest. Uh-huh. I wish she would have been upfront and honest with you a little bit earlier. I think she wanted to see where it was yeah, going to go to. Yeah, she wanted to see how she felt. Yeah. And then, yeah, and she said, she said it in a really, like, she texts and said nice things. She's like, my friends think you're, like, hilarious. I think you're funny. I want to hang out, blah, blah. But, like I said, you're in, I'm in the early stages, so this is, like, any rejection is really, really big. Yeah, and it probably makes you question, like, if you should be doing this. I literally, I got so sad in my car this morning, you know, and I was like, uh, I should just date men again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because men will never hurt you. Men will never reject you. Men never hurt men anyone. Men never hurt anyone. But, I mean, in actuality, you don't care when men reject you because most of the time you aren't attracted to men. So, yeah, that's easier, you know, to do. Yeah, the only person I really loved was Andrew. Yeah. Are you guys still friends? Yeah, we, like, uh, we just actually messaged the other day because we needed to fix more things in our friendship. We used to be best, like, inseparable, and then we just stopped... He kind of, it kind of, he dated someone else right after me while I thought that we were probably going to still get back together. So that also stung too a little bit. And he like apologized for all that. And so these things will never be the same like they were, but I think we're slowly trying to get, because he was just such an important part of my life. Yeah. How long did you date for? So we were best friends for four years and dated for two and a half. Two. Two and a half in the four years? No. 
So in college, I like begged, oh, I okay. begged him to date me. Oh my god! Because I was like, I can't. He was my best friend. I think I was confusing best friend. With, yeah, you were. You were like, I just feel so close and safe with this person. Feel so that close must be and love. Safe. And he was just such a yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, he oh yeah. Have you told him about this? Yeah. And uh, has he been supportive? Yeah, I mean, he's like, they're just like, whatever. Everybody, yeah. I'll like a lot of my guy friends, like, whatever. Yeah. Every one of my friends is kind of like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also think they're just letting me, like, do me. But I also, like, can't look my some of my friends in the face and talk to them about it because I still feel, like, awkward or weird or wrong or, like, especially some of my, like, best girlfriends. I just feel like I can't, like, have these conversations with them because I don't want to talk about girls with them. Right. Do you think feel- they'll think... Oh, well, are you in love with me? Kind of thing. No, not the. I don't know. Not the ones that my best best friends. Not those two. I don't think. So, what do you think is the fear? Just like uncomfortable. Just as, because I think it's repression. Still, I think yeah. I'll always be scarred. I'll always be. Uh, I'll always feel that this is wrong. I'll, I don't think that. You don't think that? No. Yeah, I hope. Not. I think you've already come so far in letting yourself feel this way and being open about it on stage and with friends you've already made if you think about like you spent you know what 25 years of your life 24 years of your life hiding and not even knowing so deeply hiding that you didn't know you were hiding this thing that in the last year or whatever you've already like tried it talked about it on stage like accepted it somewhat and like told certain people about it including your family like that's huge in a year five years from now you're i don't think you're always gonna feel bad about it i I really don't appreciate you saying that because like that means a lot and like i said the thing that grows inside of you you worry that's gonna grow too fast for where your body and mind can't keep up and then it becomes out of control and you're just like i just am gonna do nothing then what would it look like if it was out of control? I would just let every corner of like fear and doubt just take over, and I would just only do focus on things that weren't like me. Like stand up is obviously it's our lives. Like I think that I would just put to rest everything and just like you would stop doing stand up. No, oh god, you would, but you would just completely ignore your sexuality. Yeah, I would ignore. And I would just say stop it's not, I would say maybe I'll address it later and just stop. But then you won't have much interesting to talk about on stage, to be honest. Agreed. Because, like, you cannot, as we talked about, you cannot be a good performer, artist, stand-up, whatever, if you're hiding a huge thing, if you're repressing something. You know what I mean? Especially now, like, you're already out the door. You can't turn back now. I'm like, never mind, everybody. I'm going to talk about my beta bitch on stage. Everyone's like, you're so sick of her just talking about I have way too many bits about my beta fish, so it's quite unsettling. I've never heard one. Well. I'm curious. Come to a show. <laughs> I'll make it all my best beta fish jokes. Beta fish jokes. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think you're going to have to get used to the idea that just because this is a huge, monumental, life-changing thing for you, which it is, doesn't mean that there won't... It's like... Coming out, in a sense, is not the only thing you have to do. You know what I mean? Like, after that, you have to date. And dating on its own without coming out is a process and a journey and a a freaking, you know, struggle sometimes of being like, 
You're not allowed to just shut it down and go back inside. Like if you want to meet someone, if you want to find someone, if you want to have experiences, you have to be out there. You have to be dating. There's no way around it. You're not going to meet someone sitting inside your house and being scared. So it's like you have that to deal with on top of you're doing it in a whole different way than you've done it before. But I think, you know, I think there could be an idea. It's like, okay, I did it. I came out like the hard part's done. Right. And And it's it's like like, the hard part is not done. It hasn't even begun. Yeah. Right, but with the other hard part, a lot of really fun, exciting things like the Valentine's queer party will happen. And that's the thing too, where it's like I like <clears throat> I'm trying to let like I get really excited about these things, and I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm like really excited to meet these people. I'm excited to go. I'm like, try, like versus if I were to go to like the den, which is like for those of you who don't know, just yeah, like just very like bar. broy. I would just be like, all right, I'm going to get ready and maybe I'll meet someone and let my friend. Like, I yeah. just, you know, I'm yeah. like really excited yeah. about this. Because you are like a new puppy. I'm a puppy. But it's like if you get spanked or like smacked with a newspaper because you peed inside, which is kind of what happened last night. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you didn't actually pee, but she was just like, oh, actually, sorry, well, like I'm not ready for a puppy. Right. Um, but you can't, you know, then shrink away and decide not to do it anymore. Like you're, you're going to have to kind of hold yourself to it. And that doesn't mean it won't get hard and like a little bit exhausting sometimes. Right. Or where you're just like, can I just go back to how it was before where I completely repressed my sexuality or yeah. need, need for anything and or, just was the dude bro? Like, yeah, you know, or, that's such an easy identity. Right. Where it was just like, that was, that was my first look, kind of like, oh, she's just like bro and blah, blah, blah. And I don't think people thought about what I said. They were probably just like, she's not, like, she's just whatever. If I had met you, I would have thought about it. Yeah. You're like, nah, what are you doing here? Like, hmm, I'm interested to see what happens here. Yeah. I love that. I'm always like, I also, my fiance is always telling me, I think everyone is gay. I do too. I just think everyone is gay. I think I every girl too. is gay. I think every guy is gay. I'm just like, you're gay. Like, yeah. and they're not in a bad way at all, obviously, but I'm just like, I just, I do also think people are so much more fluid than they allow themselves to be. Agreed. Um, just because in society for so long, we've been like, you're this or you're this. And those are the two options. And I think more and more, we're opening up about the fact that it's not those only two options. Right. But it still takes a lot for people to kind of shake off what they've learned. Agreed. As they've grown. Agreed. And it's so much easier. Obviously, if it's working for you, why would you choose the hard option? Right. For you, it was not working. So eventually, and that combined with you being an artist who's self-exploring, it eventually came out of you. But it could have easily never come out of you if because I would, it's easier not to. Like we said, if I was at a stand-up, I don't think it would have ever come out of me. Yeah. Also, like the Gen Zs, they're like so fluid. Yeah, I know. It's so funny because like, like twelve year olds are like, I don't have to choose a gender. They, I'm like, you don't. You don't. You You're don't. right. And also like, even my brother, he's like technically Gen Z. He's like, that's cool. Yeah, they, they don't, don't care. They don't shit. care because also they're seeing it a lot more in media and just everything. They don't give a shit. It's great. A shit. We just need to be more like that. I know, and that's what sucks. I think eventually we will be. I do too. But then it's scary too, like. The presidencies and things like now you can't now I'm like I mean I've always cared but now I'm like oh okay yeah this I'm in is, trouble yeah that's it. but you're not alone as you're finding there's a very strong community yeah and also you have a lot of allies and supporters yeah 
what's your goal? What do you want in the near future for yourself in terms of dating? What would you like? I just want to, I'm like not a, I want one person to be consistent with me. Mm-hmm. Like throughout the exploration process, mm-hmm. instead of a bunch of different right. people, instead of lunging at people at a party. Yeah. Although I love that technique. I am a lunger. <laughs> They're like, oh. you have long legs. You can get across the room in one swoop. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> but like, yeah, I just want because I'm not this, and also like I said, I'm not this sexual person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, whatever I just want. I bet you are. I think you just have sat on it for so long that you haven't allowed yourself to be. But I bet. With the right amount of like freedom and support and encouragement, you can get there. And I also don't think you need to feel like, because I imagine this could be a concern is that if you start dating someone who maybe is a little bit more experienced than you, right? that you'll feel like, oh God, they probably hate that they have to teach me and whatever, whatever. But that learning curve, I think is pretty fast. Yeah. And I think you'll catch up pretty quickly once you're in a stable comfortable consistent environment and I would just encourage you to know that like you also bring a lot to the table it's not going to be a case of someone like taking you under their wing and tutoring you and showing you everything and like you know you bring a lot in other ways like your self-discovery and like you're so funny and you're so honest you're so raw and you're so vulnerable that like someone schooling you a little bit in the ways of whatever is not going to mean that you aren't contributing something as well. Yeah. God. You're, you're, you should be a real... Are you a real therapist? I'm not. <laughs> That's, your That's the premise <laughs> of this podcast. But um, how were the apps for you? Because I'm thinking, I like the idea of you finding mutual friends in your community but also it could be that that person out there is a stranger or that that person out there is someone like you who's exploring for the first time and they don't have that community so they're just like well i'm just gonna go on bumble and turn on the option for girls and see what happens i know people who Who do that that. who've done that um so how was your experience are you still on there what's going on it's re- i had to delete it okay i knew bits about how i'm too poor to be gay right now and that is true like i can't be taking a lot of people out because my rent just went up oh so like i've bumbles like i think requires date dates like mm-hmm. going on like nice gotcha. day, instead of like you're going to a bar and you don't have to buy this person a drink and, right but i guess you could do free thing but like right now money wise i just was like yeah, i gotta put this on hold for a second i get that but it was so funny the bumble it kept making me talk first Every time I swiped. Oh, yeah. So how does that work for girls? I because... I don't know, but it was always me. And then I was like, well, then no. Why did they make you? I Are don't... Are you sure they made you? Or for girls, is it just that they say it to both of them? This oh, is something maybe. we should find this out. This is something we should find out. Because yeah. I kept being like, this is offensive. And I was like, yeah. should I put more femme pictures <laughs> in there? I'm like, I don't get why. I really doubt they were judging you on that. I mean, it was wild. That's crazy, but I bet I bet it says to both. Yeah. Because we actually don't know. Yeah. What your opening line should be is like, so I got to know, does Bumble tell both of us to talk first or is it because of my pictures? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, I love that. I should say that. You should need, say that. I need to re-download it. I, I think you should read. Yeah. When I'm drunk, going on there a lot. That's that makes sense. Bit. Yeah. I think you still obviously have a very... Um, prominent resistance a little bit and it's like the drinking that helps lower your inhibitions and be like no this is who I am yeah and I'm gonna go for it whereas when you're kind of in your like 
So remind you, you get a little anxious and neurotic about it. And yeah. Like, but what if it's not? What if I do it wrong? So what neurotic. if I mess it up? And I got, so yeah. you can't go there. This is sad, but I got, I was in my car and I, why is everything in my car? I'm like, eh, I just. I feel like in LA, people's cars are like their, their own studio apartment. It's true. They're like, so I was in my apartment. Sorry, my car. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. But I found myself getting attracted to some woman I saw and I got so mad at myself. <gasps> And I was like, no, that's not it. Like, what do you, like, don't. And then I got so mad. Why? I don't know. What were you mad about? That I was attracted to her. But we already know this. Right, exactly. This is redundant. Well, that's what I'm saying. When I drink, I find myself. You don't get mad at yourself. That's interesting. It kind of reminds me of, like, you know, people who will get drunk and text the guy they're not supposed to text. It's like we do it as a way of giving ourselves, like, I didn't have control over it. So it wasn't really me. Like, I didn't make the decision. It was my drunk brain, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's interesting that you got mad at yourself seeing a woman you found attractive. Yeah. But that's, like I said, yeah, that is all my repression. That's like deeply, the, deeply. I remember, too, I went to an all-girls camp, and I remember someone, everyone thought someone was gay there. And then everyone was like, cover up. She's gay. Oh, my God. We, like, didn't let her in her cabin. Is weird. I remember like small bits and pieces of that. But I had the best camp ever, and those girls, everyone now would never do that. It's like because we all grew up in these. Some of them still went to Catholic right, like, high schools, right. like just like where we grew up. Like my ex roommate, he was from South Carolina, and he had to go to like they wanted to send him to conversion therapy, but he was like he went to a therapist, and the therapist actually was awesome and was like, "Hey." um, just to let you know, like, it's okay to be gay. Like, I, right. your parents wanted me to talk to you in case you weren't gay. He, she was like, you are gay, mm-hmm. and it's okay to be gay. And wow, have, good for that really therapist. religious ther- So I think that, I mean, that was great, because I saw that movie where all the gay kids had to go to conversion. Have you seen that yet? Mm-mm. It's terrible. It's really bad. It's, it's bad. such a, it should be a crime to it's send. Sh- I mean, it's just crazy. It's just too, and like, it's crazy. I had a sorority sister who actually passed, but she wanted to be a sex therapist and wanted to help people come out. And she was someone I, I think that I would have loved to talk to. Yeah. Now too. So, but that was like her dream. And I was like, that's so cool that you would want to help people come out of the closet. Like yeah. that's your profession. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're helping people too by what you do. You know, you got to remember that. Even though I'm sure right now you don't feel like you are at all experienced enough to help people. Like for every person who hears you say, I struggled with this thing and now I'm talking about it, you know, even in joke form. Because as we know, like humor can be a really digestible way for people to deal with difficult topics and so humor helps and they hear someone like you and they recognize themselves and you or they're like oh I kind of feel that way maybe it's not so scary because for some people like I think a therapist is great but not everyone is even far enough along in their like self-actualization or whatever to be like oh I need to go to a therapist and get help coming out it might be seeing you on late night show or whatever and being like, oh, I actually recognize that in myself. That helps people just as much. Yeah. Just so you know. Thank you. Keep fighting the good fight. Yeah. Don't sit down. Don't sit down. <laughs> Unless you're really hungover and tired. <laughs> then, then you should sit down. You eat a bunch of I do think you should get back on Bumble or Tinder or something. I feel like, yeah, There's a something. new, there's actually a new. Is it called her? No. What is it called? I downloaded her forever ago. How was that? 
I started, it was like, free subscription is up. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> I was like, we're not going to pay to be There's gay. There's a different one. There's a different one. What's it called? I'm going to think of it. There's a new one. It's from the people who did personals. Pers- have you ever seen the personals mm-hmm. ads? Oh, you should see these. Oh, it's on Instagram. The personals ads were like, it's all like queer and lesbian and whatever. People send in like a personals ad for someone they're looking for and then they post it and they're really like funny and good. It's fun. It's like, <laughs> I'm like eating crumbs out of my hand. There's like chocolate over my face. You're doing great. Um, <laughs> you can't put food in front of me when I'm talking about vulnerable things. It's great. This is what it's here for. I, have been, I know. With exploring, I definitely have probably put on a few, but I'll tell you what, I'll get it off. Listen, they go right to your boobs. You're good. (laughs) It's true. It's massive. (laughs) You're fine. Um, But I think think the nice thing about Bumble or another app could be just like talking to more people. I get the poor thing right now. You could even be honest about that. I think it's a really good way for you to kind of safely talk about things and just see what it feels like to like throw them out i mean you do it a little on stage already obviously but i think you know meeting some people and being like this is my journey you might make some new friends or like hear other people's stories you don't have to be like hello my name is audrey and this is my story but you (laughs) yeah everyone be like all right (laughs) but you could be like listen like I'm new here. I'm a new gay. If you want to hang out, I'd love to hang out. That'd be such a funny special, the new gay. Yes, <laughs> I think this is the name of your special. I think the new gay. The new gay. <laughs> That's really funny. But I think you should. I mean, whether it's on an app or whatever, like I like the fact that you're putting yourself out there more, and I know how small the community can be. So I would just want you to find ways to meet people that you feel less stakes like less consequences would come of you being a little bambi baby deer and not completely knowing your way you know what i mean like it can be because even though it sounds like you have a supportive community and you have your coming out buddy friend um when you meet people who are like in this type community it can be like well i don't want to mess up early on and then i'm that girl yeah you know oh yeah so like it could be good to just try it out on some people who are completely outside like of an that. accountant who literally exactly is like, yeah just why not I'm like, probably an accountant's a good idea anyway if you're poor i would love to date a lawyer right exactly i'm gonna start looking into women of law listen they're gonna be on these apps some high-powered ladies who are like i don't care if you're poor i'll pay for dinner that's true you know god i have to ask you a question yes because it's, you have advice. And yes, of course. You're, are you a sex like a sex therapist? Do you, like, you I'm like, not a sex therapist. I'm a dating coach. Okay, so this might be out of left field. But dating maybe, and relationship coach, but I am reading the sex book. So maybe you can answer this. I'd like to answer it. Try. I feel like I'm starting to discover, like as I'm discovering more, there's things that now make me uncomfortable that didn't before. Okay. When people talk, like, talk about their boobs or say boobs even or anything like did like I that. just make you uncomfortable when I, don't, I said that? I just, the words now make me very uncomfortable and oh. I don't know what that is. And I like I could usually be like, yeah, I'm going to suck his dick and I'm going to feel fine saying that. But now I'm like, oh, I'm going to touch your boobs. Like that feels so weird and wrong. <laughs> I mean, but it goes against what I'm feeling. Right, Does that make sense? It goes against what you're feeling. I think it's just that they're, I think it's like, layers of repression are coming off of you like an onion and so the first big layer was like acknowledging this thing 
But now there's these kind of like leftover artifacts of like, don't think about that, Audrey. Don't feel that way, Audrey. Don't even think about the word yeah, boobs. Which like, makes you feel like you're not. Do you know what I mean? Right. Which, make, which puts you in that hard position. Go on. Like in elaborate. The, like when when that when I'm like ask you that question when I feel weird about that then it's like oh then you're not gay right then you have those oh no you are <laughs> <laughs> no you're wrong you're uh, wrong I mean I'm not <laughs> telling you you're gay but at least right now that's what you're exploring yeah but I wouldn't want to explore if I like right no you wouldn't you would not be doing any of this if this was not true for you in that's some way so true. do you see where I go yes, do you see where yes, my brain just yes. goes in a circle and you're like I'm kind of grossed out by that idea or like yeah. that word bothers me so maybe I'm not but I think I don't think that's actually you talking I think that's all the voices that you've heard throughout your life that you heard in school that you heard in summer camp other girls say and that you think is like it's like it's like the societal voice is battling your real voice yeah. you know what i mean and it's like the thoughts it's like this mechanism is trying to come out and like stop you and like put the brakes on as a way of protecting you but you're like struggling to push it off and push it off and push it off but of course like it's like as we it's kind of i have the image in my head is of um, um a butterfly coming out of a cocoon <laughs> I don't know if you ever did that in school no. where you grow butterflies, yeah. but like they struggle, you know, and they it's do. like the cocoon is not just like, okay, bye. The cocoon is like, no, I'm staying. I, you need me. You need me for yeah. safety. Yeah. And they have to really, really, really want to get out and really push back at it. And now I'm going to leave that metaphor, but like pretend, <laughs> pretend the cocoon, the more you push, it's like one of those um, new metaphor Chinese finger traps. Yeah. Like the more you pull, the more it pulls back on you. Yeah. So it's like as you're taking steps to let this thing go, it's trying to take steps to hold on to you. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it's it's basically your brain battling itself with like old thoughts and new thoughts and what you really want. And I do think too that that will go away. Yeah. Um, especially once you... Uh, have more enjoyment of hooking up with yeah. women, yeah. which I think you will. Yeah. Um, the book that I was talking about, the part I'm in right now, they have a... So there's been a study on like sex drive and there are two components to a sex drive. One is the brakes and one is the accelerator. And one is like, I get turned on by this, I get turned on by that. And then the brakes are the thing saying, don't get turned on right now. You're in public. Don't get turned on right now. You're in class. Like... Yeah. Uh, that your emotions aren't right or whatever, whatever. They're the protective thing. So it sounds like those are the two things battling in you right now. It's so bad, yeah. It's like there's this, there's this part of you that's like, no, this is exciting. I'm excited by this. And then there's a part of you that's like, no, no, stop, hold, wait. Yeah. I'm protecting you. Not right now. Don't right. do it. And it's like when you got attracted to the woman on the street, the brakes kicked in and we're like, no, 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 no. Well, you're not doing that. And then yeah. you got mad at yourself because you felt this conflict inside. Right. You know, and I... Because I'm not a sex therapist, I don't know what exactly the process is of like letting this go. But my guess for you, at least right now, and it might be more conscious than this, but at least right now, some of it is just time and acceptance and just retraining your brain. Every time you tell someone who doesn't get mad at you or freak out or get grossed out, your brain is going, oh, okay, it's okay. 
It's okay. And every time you talk about it on stage and talk about it with me and let yourself lunge at people in a bar, you're like retraining those muscles, but they're still going to hold on because that's just what you've learned for 25 years. Right. Was that helpful? That was really helpful. I think you can trust the process a little. I agree. And I think the only way to, quote, mess it up would be to just run away from it and try and shut it down. And you might. You might still. And that's okay. You might have to do that once or twice where you're going to get rejected again and you're going to have weird hookup scenarios that you don't enjoy, just like you can with a man. Right. And it might make you want to go, I'm not doing this. Never mind. Never mind. I'm never touching anyone ever again. Never mind. And you just... You can take that time, but then let yourself feel what you're feeling again. There was a time, too, that I thought I was asexual, and I, everyone was like, that's your thing. I'm like, oh, that's not my You're like, thing. that's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the asexual you're comic. Asexual. <laughs> <laughs> the asexual, a new comedy special by Audrey Stewart. What a boring-ass special that would be. Yeah, well, no, I mean, asexual, I'm sure they have their own. Oh, I'm kidding. You know, you know we accept yeah, we everyone accept here. You. To say that, who are we? But you might, you know, there are other, it does sound a Look little bit. <laughs> I know, I saw that. She's wearing rainbow socks, it's so perfect because it's Not like you hide your feet, <laughs> you're like, they're under here. <laughs> little do you know, man. I've got <laughs> gay pride hidden. Her rainbows, I think, it's gonna be a shock. This podcast will be a shock to some of my friends and really listening. People like you haven't told yet, yeah. But do you really think it will be a Shock? No, because my also like my Lucy was telling me that some of her aunts have asked her, like, is she gay? About you? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, it's okay. It's okay. It is gay. It's not that hard to see. Really? <laughs> not to say that gay no, people are a certain way, but right. you have a certain robust energy of like, I'm a dude, bro. Like yeah. I'm, you know, and I wouldn't be so shocked if you're like, nope, I'm straight. This is just my persona. But it's also not shocking that you're like, yeah, I'm probably gay. Yeah, probably gay. (laughs) Yeah, probably gay. But I think like my biggest thing for you is just like anyone who's dating for the first time or dating at all experiences rejection and wants to give up on the whole thing. And I, that may happen with you a little more because you are like entering this whole new territory. And I am here to tell you that like, even though you'll probably enjoy sex with women a lot more, there will still be times that you're like, I'm not into this. That doesn't mean you're not into women. That just means you're not into that person. That's good to hear too. And I need to remember that as well. Yeah. Because that can freak you out too. Because you're like, I thought I found the answer. And now I feel the same way as before when I wasn't into it. And it's like, yeah, because, because I always used to say before I dated that one girl, a couple different times I tried it out with girls because I was like curious and I didn't like it, so I was like, I guess I'm grossed out by girls. I don't know. I'm not into it. And then when this other girl came along, all of a sudden I was super into it. So I'm like, oh, it's just like anything. I can make out with some guys and be grossed out. Doesn't mean I don't like guys. Right. It has to be the right person. So I think that's something to keep in mind, too. You're right. If you have some, like, not great experiences. That's really good to keep in mind. I got to remember that, too. God damn. I'm going to remind you. You know. But I think, you know, and the main thing is just when stuff happens, like last night, to not take to beating yourself up and being like, I'm making the wrong decision. I shouldn't be gay. Like, I shouldn't have done that. Blaring sad music. I was like, fuck, I'm not. 
guy. No, you are. <laughs> and then you saw a woman on the street then got mad at yourself. <laughs> it was like a punched window. Now I don't have an arm. But, I mean, I think just allowing yourself to feel those feelings, too. And, like, when you see a person on the street or whatever those things are that make you uncomfortable, like, try and notice it. And be like, huh, I just got really mad at myself for that. Or like, huh, I just got really like bothered by that word. That's right. weird. Yeah. But don't like judge it. Don't be like, does that mean I'm not gay? Right. Does that mean this? Like, You're just right. be like, okay, that happened again. That'll probably fade. Yeah. You know? You're right. I think it'll get easier with time. Oh, God, you're right. But you can't hide. I want you to have more experiences so I have more to hear about. Yeah, I'll come back. Like, I come back and I like have no hair. I'm like, yeah, I'm old, but no, <laughs> That's not, I'm not going to change whatever works. No, I, that's the one thing I would never So right do. now you're going to the chapel every ladies' night. Not Mostly, every. Not, not every. every not but every. I'm going to. But a lot. But a lot. But you're not on the apps. But maybe you'll consider re-downloading just to like hear some other stories and meet some people. And if you're like, you don't have to be like, I'm poor. But you can be like, do you want to like grab coffee, go for a walk? Do yeah. you want to like come over and I'll make us drinks in a thermos and we can go for a walk. Like, whatever. Oh, I, I like do that, that a lot. Yeah, thermos drinks. I do that with friends. I'm like, we don't need to go to a bar and sit there and pay $15 for a drink. Come over, I'll make you a good strong drink in this coffee tumbler and yep. we'll walk around the neighborhood. I love that. Yeah. That's what I gotta start doing. So you can do that. You know, you can more frame it as like, Bars are super formal and uncomfortable. I'd rather walk around and get to know you. I can make you a drink at my house. I can bring some wine. We can have a picnic in the park, whatever. Like, you can frame it as you prefer to do this rather than, like, this is because I'm poor. I like that. You know? Yeah. But I want you to get more experiences. I want you to get out there. Don't deny the world of Audrey Stewart. You're right. Also, soon you're going to be famous, and then you're not going to know if people are into you for you or your fame. So you got to get some experiences under your belt before that. Yeah, you're so right. Because otherwise you're going to have all these crazy fans just throwing their underwear at you, and you're going to be like, I don't know what's real. I don't know what's real anymore. I feel like that's Justin Bieber's like, he's like, I don't know what's real. Yeah, but you, you know, you got to like... Have some people experience the real you. Don't hide. Don't hide anything. Let it out. As I say that she puts her sweatshirt <laughs> over her head. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Do you have anything else? Can no, I help you this with anything? Is, this is the most amount of time I've talked about it too. And, right. and you can feel that I'm just like. You're getting antsy. Yeah, I'm getting tell. antsy. I like literally grabbing <laughs> like, the okay. table. I, was, I thought about lifting the table. For <laughs> I'm like, don't do that. You're like, I'm ready to cover the gaping wound now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, this has been great. This is the longest I've talked about it. And this is a good, you had great advice to say to me. And uh, what if I was like, and I'm going to be straight now. No. You're like, and I've come to the conclusion. This This is too hard and I don't want to do it. And I realized this is not. But if you do go on the apps and you want me to take a look at your profile. Oh, I'm going to. I need you to. I will absolutely do that. That's my joy in life. I will show you. And I'm going to plug you a little bit on this podcast what is your instagram audrey stew is art no it, what it's is audrey that? stew is art because my name is audrey stewart so it's like audrey Got stew it. is no one audrey really gets stew it stew is art yeah everyone's like audrey stew is, is art. art i'm like i'm like because well, no. it sounds like it should just be your name but with is in the middle yeah audrey stew, stew is, is art. art check her out she's hilarious and amazing oh, she's also going to be on all my single friends yeah next month i'm very excited March about 19th, that. Yep. so that'll be amazing yep um i'm so excited for your journey yeah i, I want you to read this book yeah i'm sorry and i cried on your book. i'm glad you cried glad we got it out and just like you know best you can don't hide and don't beat yourself up 
Oh, well. Just like keep going. You're a butterfly emerging from the cocoon into the third grade classroom. I love that. Yeah. That, that's you. The third grade classroom. And if you're single <laughs> and you're interested and you're listening, I'm going to sell Audrey on Single Crush Saturday. So yeah. you can hit her up on Instagram also. She's open. She's ready. She wants to have some experiences. Yeah. You can take her out for a drink. Yeah. Especially if you're a lawyer. Yeah, a lawyer. So we're looking for lawyers. Yes. Thanks, Audrey. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Just the tip, a dating tip. If you are someone who maybe doesn't have the money to take people on dates right now, or even if you do, I'm getting more and more into the idea of doing kind of alternative dates, generally not like a, like a super complicated activity, which I do think can be good for a second, third, fourth date once you've kind of like done all the small talk, but dates where you can relax a little that are a little less formal than say sitting in a bar. I don't know if anyone's been watching Love is Blind on Netflix. I have many feelings about it. But one thing I have noticed is in those early stages when they're getting to know each other, they're kind of lounging a lot. They're under blankets, they're in pajamas, or they're dressed cute even though the other person can't see them. They're lying on the couch, they sit on the floor, they get up and walk around, they play with things in the room. And I think this kind of more free form date than sitting in like a tight bar stool table situation can really lead to more real conversation and connection happening. As human beings, you know, our physicality really matters and affects us. So that's why also I was suggesting to Audrey, who is a little new to her kind of sexual identity, to get more into her body on her dates. And rather than say, oh, let me take you out for a drink. It's like, let's go for a walk around the neighborhood. Let's go to Griffith Park. Doesn't have to be like a you know, friend zone hiking day. You can bring a thermos of alcohol. You can bring a cooler. You can have a beer in your car, whatever it is, if you need that kind of social lubricant. But we can get away from the idea of I have to get dressed up. I have to go to this formal place. I love the idea of being able to do something where we can be a little free in our bodies. We don't have to be staring each other in the face because that can also make real conversation hard. I think eye contact is great, obviously. But it's just like I say, you know, Some difficult conversations are more easily had when you're driving in the car or walking somewhere because you don't have to stare at each other. We're human beings. We're we're vulnerable. We get scared. So going for a walk, um, maybe you're not ready to have the person over, but you could go to a bookshop, walk around and look at books. You could go to, you know, the nearest cute little town and walk around. It's something about going for a walk to just kind of activates you or somewhere where you can lie in the grass or lie on a blanket is just, you know, you see on, on the Love is Blind show, but also in real life that we do a lot better when we can be relaxed in our bodies and not in kind of an unnatural formal setting. And it also allows us to see the other person in more of a context than what a bar could be. So that's the thought for some date ideas. It's a great way to save money, but also just a great way to get in your body and be a little bit more comfortable and have a better time. Thank you to my amazing guest, Audrey Stew is art on Instagram. She is hilarious. I can't recommend following her enough. And if you're interested, reaching out before she is 100% famous and doesn't know if you're real or not. I want to remind all of you that if you enjoy this podcast, to please share it with your friends, anyone who needs it. You hear someone complain about their dating life and you're like, you know, what you should listen to is not your therapist podcast. And then you could even write me a review or your friend could write me a review and I would 
appreciate it so much. I love to hear what's working. I love to get your questions. You can reach out to us, Not Your Therapist Podcast on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com for longer questions. If you want to come on the show, be coached privately or on the show anonymously or not, I love hearing your stories. So rate, review, share, send us your questions. Thank you, Audrey Stewart. Thank you, Melissa Gruen, Josiah Thorngate, Christine Bartolucci, and all of you for listening, rating, reviewing, and making dating fun. (laughs) 